0: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of boardwars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. The news started 2 minutes and 30 seconds this week, though there isn't anything substantial to report, sadly. From minute 7 on, we discuss the second Imperial class deck from Return to Hoth, which is Precision Training. Skirmish play experiences follow at minute 40, with a bit of secret info on upcoming villain packs. We also have a lot of community stuff right at minute 59. Rules clarifications covers R2D2 and local this time and starts at 1 hour and 16 minutes. Have fun with the show! Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 23 of Boardwars.eu, your bi weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault. This week, uh, it's the um, uh, last week before the last episode before our one year anniversary, and we have quite a lot of topics. But we try to be a bit brief today because we all are pretty tired and we talked about other stuff before the podcast, so you might feel a bit rushed, but we get more content through this way. So, uh, for hosts today, I am again joined by Jeppe. Good evening. By Antonia. Hi. And by Hendrik. Hello. And also, Herwig will might even be able to join later. If this happens, you'll see it then. But we will see if he makes it. With that, um, um, like I said, we have next episode will be our one year anniversary. I will try to get on, on this show all of the hosts we had. This includes Herwig and Martin. And someone is molesting his microphone right now. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe we have even something. Maybe I can plan something for this episode. I don't know what now, but we will see. Uh, this brings us right into the news, which there wasn't much, but Yep I will guide you through, I think.
1: Yes, we have two pieces of news for you today. One is on Fantasy Flight's forum, where there is now a new article up on their website that announces that the Alliance Smuggler and Bantha should have arrived. And I hope it has reached all of you already. Uh, there's not really any news about the content, because we've already had that earlier in, in previous articles. and yeah. uh, We hope you enjoy them. And
0: yeah, my, mine actually haven't got here, so I'm still
1: waiting for mine, but it's okay.
2: <laughs> I got my first. I just thought why I pay so much.
1: I got my first, and I am seriously tempted for once to buy a second copy of, of something for Imperial Assault. Uh, for the banter, that is.
0: Yeah, it would be nice.
3: You don't have two seps? <laughs> nope,
1: not of
0: anything. Oh my god. Not of anything. I One
3: have of three He's <laughs> outing himself now.
1: Yeah, but Saps are rebel scum.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, <true>. they are.
1: <laughs> but I'm sure that we will hear of the Banta Raiders stampeding into the meta uh, here yeah. and there in the coming tournaments. Yeah,
0: and that's that's also why the, the the review articles on the website, they probably won't go up until like in two weeks or so when I actually got my copies and yeah. have scanned in all the, the, the cards and wrote the articles. So it will take a little bit of time. For me to get them ready. But they are sure they are coming soon.
1: I think if anything with this piece of news. That they and I hit the stores. I'm in terms of news. Curious about what the next thing we'll hear about. Imperial Assault will be. I have actually
0: in the community section. I have a little bit of this uh, maybe prepared. So That's good. stay tuned.
1: Because I don't think they can have much up their sleeve. Except maybe a, a news about a tournament or two. Before we at some point. Need to hear about what's in the in the pipes.
0: Yeah, there will be, I suspect there will be something about new ally and Villain um, not associated with any, with any box really soon. And I also have a, a, a vague idea on what might be coming up, but yeah. More we will, on this later.
3: You will hear cool. about it later.
1: So, uh, speaking of stampeding Banthas, there's also been a lot of stuff walking single file across our own webpage, because we've <laughs> now reached a, a, a quite a number for downloads on our podcast. And Stephen, how many podcast downloads have we had so far?
0: It's over 9,000. Um, to be specifically, <laughs> it's, um, let's see uh, how much it is today, it should be around um, uh just under 10,800 so 10,760 or so so it's climbing pretty rapidly we have uh per month we usually get now like 1500 or 1600 downloads which is almost 10 times the 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 number we had when we started the podcast so it's nice to have been grown to to that size but we still have a ways to go to uh to actually be any of any note. so I look forward to the next 10,000, of course. Probably so, will only take uns- us like, like six or seven months or so.
1: <laughs> it could be that uh, whoever is listening to us right now will be the 10,000.
0: Um, no, no, the 20,000.
2: <laughs> oh. Because the 10,000 already happened, yes, right? The 10,000 already gone.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah it was here yeah. and gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so <laughs> was the news more or less. Anything more to add to it? I
0: don't think so. It was pretty dry the last few weeks.
3: Yeah, FFG is holding back.
1: I, yeah. I'm still hoping at some point to record the uh, battle squeak of the Mon Calamari loco player in my campaign, but he <laughs> had a terrible cold the last time we played, so uh, maybe tomorrow I'll try and catch it for a news jingle.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that would be nice, yeah. That, then we, we to can. send this to me, Then
3: yeah. we can play it like the Wookiee sound on Vader's Finest, where they, um, they play this Wookiee <laughs> sound every time they swear.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, do we also have to drink? We no. We could.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, with that, uh, we will that. cruise on... Or, do you want to say something else? No,
1: no, and that was it for the news.
0: Okay, that's it for the news. So, with that, we come to our game discussion, which this week, or this episode, is about Return to the half Imperial Class Number 2, called Precision Training. And I hope all of us has either the cards or the damage... The, the I have linked in the show notes. Yep. Um, let me burp for a minute. So, um, uh, the first skill or the first card you get as a um, Imperial player choosing precision training is called Strike Force. It's an attachment and it reads, while attacking, you may reroll one attack die. And I think I talked to you about this, Yeppe. Yeah, I don't find this quite, uh, strong. You said it's better than it looks, or is this another card in this deck?
1: I think Strike Force is very symptomatic for the entire deck uh, of Precision Training, and it is. It's not a lot of fireworks, but it's. I think it's quite steady, and I. I it's it's a bit boring, but I think it really helps you even out uh, probability on whatever you're doing when you're attacking, and the more units are in your uh, deployment card that you attach it to the more dice you'll get to re-roll and the more you're likely to push things towards doing more damage or getting the effects in that you want to do.
0: Yeah, and the upshot of it is, of course, that it's an attachment, so if you attach it to Snow troopers, which will probably happen at some point, uh, it works on all three of them. Uh, but I'd still rather have it as an exhaust card, like the same um, in the Heavy Firepower, or what's it called? Um, the other Imperial, imperial. class
1: uh, military might
0: no not imperial, the, head, the, the, the onslaught one oh, yeah, also yeah. from return to half yeah. uh, the, the, uh, the first skill you get there is exhaust to use and you get to exchange one of your die with a red die and you get blast one on the on the attack which is I think it's more flexible and in the later stages of the game it can be more valuable because you can use it on any figure you activate next Re, uh, conversely to this, which stays in the same group all the time, which might be a bit of a problem late game. I, I
3: but it I is free, right? It costs no XP. It, it is, yeah. Just one It's free. To
0: yeah. it, 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 the other one is also free. The other one is the free card for the other deck. So yeah,
1: but uh, it is basically the ability that uh, Stormtroopers have that you get for free that you can add to another group. And I've found that with some groups, like I've I've been using it quite a lot on my darlings, the heavy stormtroopers, and they have just been tearing my rebel uh, counterparts. Uh, yeah, that pieces. might be yeah. pretty
0: good, Yeah. Uh, okay, so it should be a decent card. I can't seem to like it, but that might be because I'm I'm biased against it. So on to the next.
1: No, I just wanted to say again okay. that it's boring, but, but useful, I think. Yeah,
0: okay. So on to the next card, uh, Jeppe.
1: Yes, uh, 1 XP, pinpoint accuracy, and the text reads, deplete this card while an imperial figure is attacking to apply minus 1 dodge to the defense result.
2: This is... I love it. Cool, yeah. No, you don't love it. <laughs> you want to roll the axes. That's why I need it.
0: Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's anti X Men. Yeah, it's one-time use permission. But if you're attacking with a a very heavy hitting attack, which would wound the target, this is a lifesaver, I think. I yeah, can't see- just,
3: there I are can't so s- many heroes with X Men's out there.
0: Yeah, I still I can't see myself buying this as the first card, but later down the line, like in the second half of the campaign, I I I would take it for sure. It's just one XP, and it can. Um, it can save you, uh, or it can enable you to wound heroes quite easily. Because I think right now we have e- either half or slightly over half of the heroes have white dice. So
1: I uh, I haven't bought it in my campaign. It's also only kind of a last minute change in their rebel roster who they wanted to play that they actually got one hero in that has the white die and that's that's local. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's um, I have played in previous campaigns, seen the rebels uh, roll sometimes six dodges in a, in a mission. So it could help when it's that one attack you want to get in. But for now, for just one character, I don't find it as useful. But what I find interesting is that it could be useful for the allies they bring. And I think, for instance, that my rebel counterparts are uh, they, they've they got the Leia mission as a possible side mission and they're planning to get to it once they're through the threat side missions and it would be really nice to have a way to get through a Leia or a Luke or, or similar with pinpoint accuracy.
0: Yeah. That's probably also a good idea to use it on, on the allies to get them down easier. Okay. I, I'd say it's okay but I haven't played it so we'll see. Uh, next card, um, Antonia
3: Sharpshooters It costs 1 XP While an Imperial figure is attacking Apply plus 1 accuracy to the attack result
0: Did you buy this, yeppe
1: I did It was the first purchase I did And, and uh, I, again, it's a bit Boring um, I think we talked about it in the last podcast That there's been some discussions on the board game Geek and so on about accuracy and campaign, that it's rarely that you miss because of lacking accuracy in the campaign because of the consistency of the maps, but also because you tend to move to where you're certain that your shot will connect on accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've found is that I still do that and I can just do it from a bit further away.
0: <clears throat> That's true. It saves you a bit of mobility, right? Because you don't yeah. have to move that much in. You can move away after the attack.
1: And it also helps with certain units. For instance, I've had an E-Web once that was a scripted event. Otherwise, I I don't think I would put it in my open groups. Mm -hmm. And the E-Web was able to hit from quite a distance because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had had a mission where there's an officer that gets to move... Uh, whenever one of the heroes has activated, so it's one of those things where the officer doesn't normally access its deployment card, but mm-hmm. after every single hero activation, he gets one action. So it's difficult for him to move into position. So he's just been stationary shooting at a lot of stuff, and and that one accuracy made a lot of shots connect that wouldn't f- otherwise for an officer that uh, distance.
2: Okay, that's and interesting.
1: Finally, the heavy stormtroopers who have a, a serious problem with accuracy. They how like much?
0: It. How much accuracy have the regular heavy, heavy stormtroopers? Plus two. They have,
1: they have two, and they have a minimum of two of, on the dice.
0: So with this, you have a range of five, right?
1: I have a minimum range of five with my heavies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's okay for heavies, I'd say. That's okay. <laughs> yes,
2: it is. It is.
0: Okay, uh, I like this much better than Strike Force, <laughs> and I can see myself buying this anytime because, it, like I said, it saves you movement, and I think movement, especially in Return to Half is very important. At least from what I have observed.
1: And it just pushes probability again in, in the direction you want it.
0: Yeah. So, on
2: to the next card, Hendrik. Mm-hmm. The next card is Knowledge, knowledge of, of attack. 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 Yeah, sorry. It's 2 XP. Exhaust this card while an Imperial figure is defending to apply minus one search to the t- attack results. I don't know. It sounds uh, a bit weak. Yes, it. Uh, don't know if I ever would get it for two weeks. The, the interesting thing is that it's uh, it's listed as
0: minus one surge, not plus one evade, which would help you if you have cunning or so. Yeah, that's it's still weaker than. It's even weaker evading, than like yeah. one evade. So, oh, it, have... if it would be one evade, it would be cool to use with Nexus, yeah, like, for instance.
1: Yeah. I've considered getting it next, but it's also because. It depends on what your heroes have lined up. And, and the surges, I find, are quite powerful in the campaign when the heroes have gotten a couple of upgrades on their equipment. Especially the
2: blast and the stuns and so on.
0: Yeah, still, but it's it's... It's an exhaust ability again. Yeah, is it is. most
2: of the time. If they can get surges, they will most likely get two or three, and then that's not so. No, I, I can
0: I can see this be useful against one of their attacks, or like to force them to to activate one of their attachments, like the tactical display or the balanced tilt.
1: Yeah, and the interesting but, thing is, of course, they need to do that before you decide if you use this card.
0: Yes. Yeah. I I know this is uh, still. It's I don't know. It's
1: I, I think it's also more relevant now with the Hoth uh, other new cards. There is the underbarrel thing that you can get as an attachment that gives you a blast for search one. Mm-hmm. And I find that blast is... it's Of course, they in my group, they put it on Fen, so he's got just okay. insane blast. But, but blast is... It, it's quite annoying as uh, Empire in the campaign because you tend to have... A fair number of stormtroopers or others that benefit from being close and you're like bundled close together and yeah. yeah. So the knowledge of the attack might, might save a bit of splash damage that way.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's still, it's, I'm, I'm not fully sold on the card. Okay. Uh, on to the next card, which is the second two XP card called Versatile Attack. It's spent one threat to exhaust this card when an imperial figure declares an attack to add one yellow die to the attack pool. The attack gains search for weaken, search for plus one damage, and search for pierce two. I, this is okay, but you can't use this early campaign, so I can see myself buying this in the late campaign where it's very useful for, especially for, uh, like elite, elite figures that might appear in the in the last campaign missions by story event, events. They usually have some some heavy attacks, so this might be good there. But early campaign, I can see myself by this.
3: Yeah, just too much threat, I think.
0: The threat is too much to pay, right?
3: Yeah, at the, at the early campaign I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's also why I've postponed it, to be honest. I was planning on trying to combine this with the um, means of production, Imperial um, Industry uh, attachment card yeah, the, the that attachment. gives you a lot of extra search mm. abilities, but I didn't get that out of that uh, mission when we played it.
0: Um, but you would? Uh, why would you combine it? Because uh, I think um, um, Imperial Industry, the card, gives you plus one damage, a stun, also, so it gives you surge abilities recover. for plus one damage, stun, recover, yeah. and plus movement, plus two movement points, right? Four surge
1: abilities. The nice thing is exactly what you were pin, were pinpointing earlier, compared to the other deck that came with Hearth, uh, is that this one is not an attachment, so you can be yeah. free in every single round to decide when and where you want to use it, mm-hmm. and that's really nice.
0: So you would you you would use this to. Give yourself a yellow die and then trigger stuff from Imperial Industry, right? That's yes, you ex- to
1: except that I, I lost admission, so I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And that, that was the plan. Yeah, that or, or, or other, as you mentioned, figures that have a lot of search abilities. But I have also not bought it yet for the same reason, and that is... I Actually, principally, I like the fact that they've started making uh, Imperial <laughs> cards. Or oh, actually, they've always done it, but, but that has these threat mechanisms. But I think there are a bit too many of them in this... Uh, Deck as we will see, but and you really need to wait when you till you're a bit into the campaign before you get something like versatile attack, even though you get an extra die out of the threat.
0: Yeah, but the extra die is, is not as strong as even the first card in military might, which gives you an extra, <laughs> uh, yeah. green die and, without and paying the threat, doesn't cost you the threat. It's yeah, okay, so uh, next card is uh, Antonia.
3: Um, exacting strike. Two threat. Exhaust this card when an imperial figure declares an attack to remove one die from the target's defense pool. Three XP. I like it. But it's really expensive, so it's a late campaign card, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think I'll be picking it up because the problem is that I feel that some of the, some of the the things in this deck overlap a bit. And there would be other stuff you don't get the benefit of if you just remove a die completely and even pay both threat and XP to be able to do it.
0: Yeah. Like it, think, it, it, yeah. All, it overlaps a bit with pinpoint accuracy. So, even yeah. though you can use pinpoint accuracy only once per mission.
1: And also one of the four XP cards that we'll get to. As yeah. Well. Um, I do think it's very useful, but I just, in terms of not being able to get all of them, it might be one of those I might skip
0: mm-hmm okay so a little bit of a weaker card i think
2: especially for the free xp so the second free xp card um hendrik the second three xp card is assassins it's an attachment and it reads figures do not block line of sight for your attacks exhaust this card while attacking to reroll any number of attack dice which is it, this is amazing cool. right so yeah this is I, amazing just if you put it on the right group. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. It's crazy. Snipe snipe with so heavy stormtroopers from behind. Yeah. Or with, this... with with which figures
0: would you use it? I'd say the tank is of course the first I, I would put it on, but the tank doesn't appear that that often in the campaign. And, and, the, and tank,
1: the it's massive, isn't it? So it doesn't need the
0: It doesn't need the the, the line of sight um, help. But uh, rerolling any number of his free attack dice is, of course, very valuable. So, um, also with sharpshooters, I think this is also very good on your heavy stormtroopers.
3: <laughs> yeah, you'd get yeah. A,
0: you, you have the you have the 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 range it should be not not that much of a problem. And if you roll bad on the on the red die, you can reroll it, which is very nice.
1: But that's the thing here that I. <sighs> I know that these different cards can they have a really nice sort of thematic uh, cohesion they they fit well together but I've already got one attachment where I can reroll an attack die so it's only That's relevant true, in, yeah. it's only relevant in the situations where I I, I really want to um, be able to ignore figures blocking or if I really want many different figures to have that ability
0: hmm. Do you uh, you have played x X-wing also in tournaments, right? Yes, I
1: played and all there, day yesterday. <laughs> in
0: in, in X Wing, there are, there are much more of these effects that let you reroll dice, right? Is there, yes. is, I was watching X Wing casually yeah. on some streams, yeah. and there was I think C three PO has the reroll, and uh, yeah, no, know. he doesn't
1: have a have a reroll, but he has a an ability where if you roll a certain thing, you get a bonus. You have to predict
0: it okay. before you roll. Yeah, okay. So. Uh, what i what i gathered from from some action players is that rerolls are considered to be very strong even though i can't see it i i was also talking to martin about this uh, when we did did the tournament or when i was at the tournament yesterday and he said that he doesn't find the rerolls too strong
1: well i think the idea with rerolls is that the thing is when you look at the probability, you're not going to re-roll the good results you've rolled, so it's going to even no, out the, not, yeah. the the rubbish one. And besides all the different upgrades you could buy an X-wing, there is a general effect where a lot of the ships have a basic ability where they can put a target lock on something, which allows them to re-roll any number of dice.
3: Oh yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <clears throat> and um, in a as well, there's also similar abilities. And um, yeah. I think it's good for evening out odds, but that's about it.
3: Yeah, of course, hmm. but I think rewards can be really, really powerful um, if you have a ranged attack. Because I mean, it's one thing to um, have like a crappy attack with the royal guard, who hits for sure. But if you are f- shooting from farther away and you can't um, ta- um, give even one damage,
0: that's also true. Yeah. I mean, ro- that sucks, for right? the range. Yeah, it's one
3: thing to have a crappy roll in melee, but if you have many ranged attacks and you can't you can't um, deal damage because of range, I think a reroll is more powerful than in the melee.
0: Yeah, but with the plus one accuracy from the 1xp card, does this really happen that often? I mean, I said that the plus one accuracy is good, but do you also need to, to reroll multiple dice now for this? I can't see myself rerolling multiple dice of a single attack just because I don't get the range.
1: But, uh, I, but I, I'm, I think I'm, that the, the nice thing with rerolls is also that you can also use it to either get more damage, like the red die, you could yeah. rail one, but if you reroll a one, you're m- very likely to get much more damage out of it. Or it could be that you want a surge to. To stun or to pierce or whatever you need your or blast, you need your search for. But what I think is peculiar is that this card, Assassins, is an exhaust, where the Strike Force isn't. So if you have several figures in a group, every one of them can re-roll one die with Strike Force, but with Assassins, you only get to Rerold re-roll one once, and then it's all of them. And I, I think it's actually more powerful to have one you can use all the time.
2: Yep, that's true. Yeah. So I
1: feel like I'm paying three for stuff that I'm already getting for free. And it might complement yes, each other, but but uh, yeah,
2: mm. yeah. I think it's mainly about the line of sight, and the re-rolling is just a bonus.
1: Yeah, and I think you uh, had a good point as well, Stefan. That it's we, if you have something that has three attack dice, and especially something that yeah uh, can roll a lot of dice, you get more out of it.
0: Is there other 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 figures that would roll the three? Aside from the assassin droids, because the, the e yeah, webs, everyone
1: are focused, right? All the, yeah,
3: yeah, you can be focused,
1: and too. almost all the droids, like uh, the the um, assassin droids, they already have the one pro reroll. Yeah, uh, the, the, the pro droids, droids, the e webs, the e webs too. Yeah, uh, but
0: I yeah. find myself in the oh, the e webs could be nice in the campaign when you know how to to shield, uh, to shield <laughs> objectives with them. But but here's you the know, thing: see. is
1: that with an E-Web or a, a a repulsor tank that can shoot twice, you're only going to be able to use this on one of your attacks. On one of your attacks, <clears throat> yeah. And I would rather have two attacks where I have a certain minimum of probability on accuracy on damage by having mm-hmm. one die I could reroll on both attacks than having the ability to reroll one attack entirely. <laughs> so I would be more to take, likely yeah. to put strike force on an E-Web or a, a repulsor mm-hmm. tank. Yeah, that's also true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's not bad, it's Yeah just, maybe
0: I misjudged it. It's the more you talk about it the less the less good it seems. <laughs> I d yeah. I don't
1: think it's bad, it's just a it's just a, a choice. And one thing now, this is the this is the fourth card in a row that's an exhaust and uh one of the figures you're most likely to run into in Return of Hearth as an ally is Is Leia. Yep. And so, she
0: can exhaust your cards. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that's bad. Yeah, you just nuke her away
3: with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, the other deck also has, I think, two or three cards that exhaust,
2: right? I yeah, I can't I know, remember enough, I know, but, but something like this.
1: Strikeforce, the free one you get to begin with doesn't. So that's yeah, a nice yeah. quality to it.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, and now it's it's my turn again, right? It's I think it's my turn. So I'm. I'm finding the weakness now in the card. Find the weakness for 4xp. While an imperial figure is attacking, apply PS1 to the attack results.
2: Um, um, am I missing something here? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. that's
3: what I'm asking myself, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, soon what as, do I miss here?
1: As soon as I had sharpshooters, I beelined for find the weakness.
0: Yeah, but PS1, is it really that powerful?
1: It's, it's not as powerful as have an extra...
2: Um, an extra damage, an extra, yeah. But yeah, most of the time it's a free damage on all your attacks. More or less, yeah. More or less, with with the exception if anybody has a white die and doesn't roll defense.
1: Yeah. Or you, yeah, or that's... they roll roll an evade on the black, which can happen now and then.
0: Isn't it? Isn't it a bit schizophrenic of the deck to have a a card that removes one uh, one evade or one dodge, and then have a card that. It yep. works much better the, against black dice, so you, you're, not, you're not getting the benefit out of, like, it's not focused in one direction, it's all over the place, right?
1: No, it's what, what I said, I think they, they all fit very well together thematically, but some of them sort of make some of the other effects less, uh, some of them even, yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say redundant, but less useful at least. Yeah, it's it's weird. I,
3: yeah, it's, it should be more diverse, I think. it's Yeah, it's overlapping too much, the whole deck. Yeah
1: but imagine you had an ability with uh, technological superiority where you get an extra damage whenever you do an extra damage whenever you attack, if you have an attachment. Uh, it's only for your figure that have an attachment. They have gotten the benefit of a movement also, but that's yeah, a different thing. Yeah. But just imagine it's almost as good as an extra damage on each of your attacks, and it's, for all your figures, it's not exhaustible, it's not an attachment, and the only time where it could at some points be less useful is that you... One thing I like about precision training is that it. most of the things can be used with almost any figure you can use as the Empire. But figures that already have peers are maybe a little bit less tasty than bringing figures that have uh, extra damage on their surges. Uh,
0: unless they also have plus damage abilities. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. You had, you, uh, but... It'd yeah be- I for 4xp it really looks weak even though it's every attack I don't know think it's it's too strong to be 3xp no game. I don't think so I, I I would have been fine with 3xp on this <laughs> like yeah but it. you're and, the
3: Imperial player <laughs> <laughs> that's also true yeah that's also true
0: uh, yeah but you you this this deck doesn't have any damage right so it, all it does is help you is, is help you hit and maybe make your hits a bit harder, it doesn't give you any flat out bonus um, bonus powers other than being able to be more consistent and this for 4 xp i'm i don't, I don't like it
1: I think yeah. it's boring but efficient <laughs> the, the, the sort again of, the yeah like like with the first card it's boring but efficient yeah but i f- I f- found that it also means that because you can basically ignore one block of whatever they roll, Mm -hmm. it means that you're more likely to be able to get to play around with your search abilities. For instance, that blast. um, I mentioned it on... um, I put some photos on the Facebook group for the... Yeah, with Gideon. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, there was something with Gideon as well. But my first activation in the last mission were with two elite heavies that I'd gotten from uh, from having... uh, twice threats as an optional deployment because it was a side mission. And when they activated as the first of my activations, they did fourteen damage. And there was a combination of well, two of least of those damage were the peers. Uh and the accuracy added to it and the reroll meant that I could just stack up on damage and get the blast in twice.
0: Yeah. Okay. Once with
1: each of them. And uh, I think that to a large degree was the, the Pierce and the sharpshooters and strike force basically that is it's boring but it's efficient <laughs> okay so w- which uh, on which mission are you now um, we're going to play uh, Return to Echo Base the, the the one in the middle of the this campaign tomorrow number, number five right It's or number four six we've played five missions six oh we've played okay. five missions yeah okay yeah.
0: okay so yeah but go on and read the last part now
1: four XP single-minded, and it reads, exhaust this card when an Imperial figure re-rolls an attack die. Instead of re-rolling that die, change that die's result to another result of your choice on that die. And then it has a little bit of a small fine print that says, spend one threat, ready this card.
3: That is awesome, I think. Um, I think it's really good.
1: Yeah,
0: This is, this is flat out much stronger than, uh, than, than Find the Weakness, right? I, because it gives you, it gives you this spike, right? So, you're attacking with, let's say, with the, with the tank, or with, um, the, the HK droids, and you can, for free threat, you can put down the max amount of damage with the free dice, which is very high, high. So, isn't this much better than Find the Weakness? You have to spend threat for it. But, Here's the this thing. Is worth it, right?
1: I I like both four XP cards, but I think the two and three XP cards are
2: more difficult to.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I I really like You have to keep like in mind head? that
2: you have to be able to reroll the die first. Uh, so, what do you so you have to have an oh, ability yeah, 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 to yeah, 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 yeah. or have that's to yeah. got yeah. an attachment that yeah, you Yeah, but strike force you
3: get for free, so you have at least one group who can re-roll. And if you're running stormtroopers, for example, that's not a problem.
1: They're definitely going to make the rebels aware of what they need to focus fire on, because they have that ability.
0: I'd I'd say that that's a good reason to take assassins, but it's just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it should actually. I think it should be assassin because it will ever only be one of the two or three figures in the group that, uh, that gets that's to use true, the yeah. ability every round. But uh, yeah, but the thing is, there's a lot of other figures that can reroll die uh, inherently, <clears throat> the stormtroopers and the HK assassin droids and mm. the uh, the elite probe droid and uh, yeah.
0: I like it. I like it much more than than find the weakness. I mean, it but can. But that, 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 that's that's me just being. It can uh, really max
3: out the situation biased. if you have. Yeah, that's. I mean, it can be really powerful <coughs> depending on the unit.
0: Yeah, on an edge droid right, it would be. Um, you can you can basically change a a yell die from one search to one damage and two searches, which is amazing because it means it basically means three damage instead of one and this is without any and if you have strike force on it you can do this with another another blue dice to make it like two damage so this this time or this kind of um of smoothing out reso- results of dice i'm much more i'm much more happy with than like um fighter weakness where it's it doesn't really Doesn't really do anything, or you can't do anything with it. It's just a flat out bonus that's not that flashy, especially if you're playing against White Eye, where it's not doing anything again half the time, anything, right? So,
3: So all in all, I think it's kind of a boring deck. (laughs)
0: Like like Eppa said, I think it's boring but efficient. And I think this would be the
1: episode title today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've sort of. I when we started this Hoth campaign, I picked this one out of the two from Hoth because I found it a little bit less strong than the Armored Onslaught, um, and also because I wanted to take a bit of a weaker deck to um, to give my opponents uh, a little bit of a fairer chance in our uh, in our games. Um, I think to be honest, there's a lot of discussions about which decks in general are the strongest, and I think uh, that the three in the the core set, uh, Military Might, Technological Superiority, Subversive Tactics, and Armored Onslaught, I think those four are all more or less even. They all have some special fancy things you can pull out your hat to do something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's no doubt that the at least on my part, there's no doubt that... the And I haven't <laughs> actually played it, I haven't seen anything yeah. played, but I, I think the inspiring leadership from Twin Shadows, I haven't heard of anyone making it it work. So I think that is sort of a little bit weaker than the others. And then this one, I think it's sort of uh, almost par with those first four I mentioned, but uh, maybe a little bit weaker, especially because you... it is It is like, imagine you're making yourself a really, really nice sandwich and all the others have all the fancy... I mean, the others are just pure bacon, right? <laughs> and, uh, and this one, it's just the butter, and it needs to be there for the <laughs> thing to stick together, uh, and it's efficient at what it does, but you just don't really notice it.
3: Okay, yeah. perfect. It's not a bacon sandwich. <laughs>
0: it's not the bacon of the sandwich, it's the butter
3: of the sandwich. So Really not tasty, guys, not yeah. tasty. And
1: the inspiring yeah. leadership is not inspiring at all if that's actually like socket, like yeah. soggy Rocket or some such.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just imagine it feels... Not as good to play it because you're not feeling like a, you know, like you are making a big trick, doing cool stuff all no. the time. And just but over time,
1: it's interesting. Even your weakest units, like the bloody uh, hired guns that can't really hit anything or hurt anything, uh, even if their life depended on which it usually does when they get to shoot, <laughs> uh, they can actually get a, a maybe a damage in here and there because. Uh, there is already a peers pay, and an accuracy in the mix from. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. that was from sharpshooters, right?
3: You, you should you should make commercials, Yappa. Are you yeah. tired of your hired guns? Get precision <laughs> training. Get rid, <laughs> can I,
0: I get rid of them. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> and you guessed the right idea.
1: Yeah, the hot sort of uh, and uh, what's the his name is Twi'lek. Uh I forgot. his, his Twi'lek henchman. Um, what's his name? Um, what's his face? It, I, anyway, I, I, I can imagine man. them them doing uh, doing like uh, exercising in boot camp for uh for, Rodians, <laughs> uh for their hired guns.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's called Bip Fortuna. Ah, yes, Bip Fortuna, exactly. right. Never yeah. heard the name, actually. He's the one.
3: So, that was our
2: I think opinion on this wonderful training, yeah. butter
3: sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we still have Marina Talos and the other cards to review, but this will be uh, next episode and the episode following that, but that's it for card dis- uh, game discussion this week. Going on to commun- campaign and skirmish play experiences, which should be a bit shorter this time. Wait, I, I actually botched up, botched up my my new my show notes. So like this, um, it should be a bit shorter. But <laughs> I have something, something I I heard yesterday. So. Any of you played any, any tournaments in the last
3: Tournaments? Weeks? No. They are not they're not that often here, so we are happy if we get a tournament in one yeah, yeah, that's, every that's two Germany or three months.
0: You, but... But I was actually uh, asking Eppo because it seems like he's in a tournament every
1: every week twice. So
2: <laughs> no, Saturday, no, no, no. And Sunday, no, no, no. Saturday. and well, Sunday. this
1: this weekend I played Amara and X Wing on the two days respectively. But I See? think <laughs> two <it's the> tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for for I think the last Imperial Assault was actually it's just two weeks ago we recorded, and it was just that weekend before then. Uh, okay. And we have a tournament next Saturday, but I'm strangely enough not going uh, on what? For that one.
2: What? Yeah, You're on holiday?
1: no. It's because actually, I go to all sorts of other things in neighboring cities. It's usually just like half an hour's ride to all these other cities with game stores. But now the game store uh, where I live uh, actually, I do. It's doing a tournament on on Saturday at a cha- store championship. But it's X-wing. So um, okay. um, for once, I'm yeah. actually prioritizing X-wing over Imperial Assault. So yeah, it's you know, it's, it's like your home
0: game, so you need to be there, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just want to show up and uh, support the local store and... Uh, yeah, that, that's fine, that's fine. So,
0: it uh, seems like I'm the only one who played the tournament the last time, and it was yesterday. I played in Vienna against the, the usual group, uh, which also includes Martin. And I played with a mercenary list I threw together, and I posted on Discord, of course, which is Boba, two HK Droids, the Elite, and the Regular, because I only have one copy of half now. And I didn't want to uh, borrow any cards, even though I, if I could. Uh, then I included Temporary Alliance for C3PO and Gideon. And I took um, the targeting c- computer and the, uh, what's it called? The nefarious dealings? No, what's it called? Dangerous bargains, right?
1: That's the one where people get a. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the one
0: where I can. No, not the victory. points, where I get to choose the deployment That's zones. That's
1: the de- and so devious.
0: Uh, devious scheme, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I took devious scheme with me, and uh, it didn't go well. <laughs> I lost all three games, but it was very interesting. Uh, I think I the the first game was interesting because it was pretty close. Second game, I I chose the wrong deployment zone, so I put myself at a disadvantage, and I was playing against the bookie list and the Wookiees Came too close too early, so it was a bit, a bit of a mess. And the third game was against Martin. And the third game was actually interesting because it took us like almost fifty-three minutes to play three rounds. And after the three rounds, the score was three to zero for for his side. So he only managed to to defeat Gideon, and I only managed to like defeat two troopers of his trooper list. And the final score was five to zero <laughs> after the fourth round. And the interesting about this game is uh about this match was that I was running away from him and he was running away from me, so we didn't actually get got that much kills in. But um with a little bit more card draw luck, I could actually have uh maybe tried and defeated him, but that's more in the Realm of, of of wishes I think.
3: <laughs> you and just want to be master
0: of the universe. <laughs> yes, 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 no, it's it was it was still a, a close game and um uh it didn't it didn't depend that much on dice rolls, I think. So I lost my Gideon a bit unlucky, I think, but it wasn't really a big deal. And um his he had one one of his elite Stormtrooper groups had only one figure at the end left. And if I would have been able to play, uh, there is a, a command card that lets your droids suffer two damage and uh, perform an additional action. And if I would have drawn this one turn early, I would have played it and then be able to move two with my HK droids, uh, move twice and then shoot. And this would probably have enabled me to shoot at the last or defeat the last um, stone troop of his group and gave me nine points, which would actually have put me ahead, but then I would have made it... I I, I couldn't have <coughs> lose any figures then, so who knows what would happen next. So the interesting thing I got from, from the matches is that on a diplomatic mission, the Skirmish upgrade card from Leia's pack is highly valued in any list featuring Gideon. So I didn't have it, but the two opponents that were fielding Gideon did have it. And when you're playing three to five rounds is three to five victory points because Gideon doesn't shoot ever. so he's only focusing and commanding. So uh, that's three uh, victory points at least for f- that you don't have to work or anything. and they said, if you take Gideon and don't take the card, you're basically doing it wrong. So it's only one it's only one um, cost that, so it should be in your deck at any case. The other thing I had, I also took the targeting computer and slapped it on the Elite HK droids, which turned out to be a waste. It's a
1: bit I redundant, it
0: isn't it? One yeah, you can you can reroll two die, right? But uh, still I used it once or twice in the whole tournament. And but I didn't wanna to, to between the games slap it on um Boba instead, which would have been actually more useful.
1: He can't use but it I can think, any. what he cannot use targets and computer.
0: Ah, uh, can only can only droids use it? And
1: vehicles and heavy weapons.
0: Ah, uh, and vehicles and heavy. weapons. Okay, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the actual plan would have been sl- swap it out with on a diplomatic mission and slap that on Gideon because that would have gotten me like over the turn of the t- uh, over the the first game. I, I would have gotten five points because it it's, it took us five rounds to complete the first game. So it would be much more valuable it's
1: actually an interesting concept um, that uh, I hadn't thought of it before because you usually have a static list through a tournament but that with attachment that there shouldn't be anything that prevents you from moving around if they can otherwise be attached to those units
0: that's true yeah, yeah. that's what I was f- thinking too but yeah. in the end I didn't want to do it I, I wanted to see if I could make use of it somehow but I wouldn't advise on using it. It was just a, a strange idea I had shortly before the tournament, or like a day before the tournament. So, it didn't work out. I'm still happy with the result, even though I lost four games. <laughs>
1: well, and by the way, for the listeners, the Martin you're talking about is not the modern from our from our podcast, no, 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 but it's, it's the
0: it, it's Martin Hoffman, the the guy who lo- who won Worlds last he's year. He's the reigning
1: world champion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he had his he had his um, what's it called this this mat again within this play mat where you have places for all your deployment cards and numbers besides them. And it's like a, a very large version of the the, the the smaller playmats we get in the next tournament kit. And of course, it's not rebel, mercenary or imperial themed. It's just neutrally themed, so it fits on all factions like this. But he was using it for the Empire anyway. So.
3: He's just showing off, right? Yeah, of course.
0: No, it's, for this time, it actually made sense because let's talk about his list. And he was running, um, uh, two elite stormtroopers, one elite snowtrooper group, uh, a royal guard group, and two regular imperial officers, uh, which gave him, that's, wait, that's six activations, which is okay. And he has a very large amount of hit points. And if you move the, the Royal Guards, like, strategically, you can benefit from the one block almost all of the time, which means that your troopers are that much harder to defeat, and he was saying that um, he doesn't, he isn't really afraid of blast with this unit, uh, with this list, even though all of the units are clumped together, because the saboteurs, they need to get a damage in before they um, before they can trigger Blast. And unless they get lucky with the rolls, and he gets unlucky with the rolls, which can happen all of the time, this doesn't really happen. Because he has one block for free, usually, when he's standing right beside the Royal Guard. And he has um, a black die, which is at least one block most of the time. Or it's a search cancel, in which case they don't get to trigger the Blast anyway, because usually don't roll more than one uh, surge on the roll, or more than one or two. Um, and if they do happen to uh blast, it's just blast one. So he isn't really afraid of this, he said. And he thinks this is actually the strongest list you can play with uh, wave four out now. And he doesn't really see any change in this with... Um, or with Wave 5 out now, and he doesn't see any changes with Wave 4, like the Alliance Smuggler or the Panther. He thinks that the Panther is just more or less of a gimmick, and it's not really that strong.
1: Did he have a... By the way, did he have Snowtroopers? He didn't have Snowtroopers, did he?
0: Or, yeah, yeah he did. He had, it was two elite Stormtroopers and one elite Snowtrooper group. So, ah, because, nine Troopers, yeah. two Royal Guards, and two officers. Because the, so. one
1: of the thing with the Snowtroopers are that they're... Their specialty is actually to heal stuff after a blast. That's true. Because they a, they yeah. they only heal one, but they can heal one from several figures at the same time. That's
0: also
3: I true. Mean, yeah. Can you, was, can you recap really quick why he thinks there's only one one blast um possible?
0: The yeah because the 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 what's it called the the ESAPs or the elite yeah. saboteurs they only have search for blast one now.
3: Yeah, but of course they also have I mean I played versus Henrik and I had this um card, it's I think it's called explosive weaponry. It is yeah. and I think it's quite yeah, cool because you can blast
0: Isn't this a attachment? Nope. No you
3: can play it from your hand, it uh not needs to be played. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it's a command card, yeah, yeah, yes. I was and of um, I mean you elements. can
3: you can easily go up to three blast. I mean it really depends yeah. on your role, but it is possible and three blasts the, is quite a lot. The problem with three blast
0: is that's only two-fifths or three-fifths of the, the health of the troopers, so you'd still need at least one action to defeat them. And he, of course, was running two reinforcement groups, and if you uh, distribute your the, the actual units from your deployment group uh, so that they don't clump together, but clump with other troopers, then you're not that afraid with that because you're losing troopers, all right. That's not of a, not that much of a problem, but uh, you don't lose any points because you can't. The enemy has a hard time yeah. getting rid of all of your troopers from that one card.
3: Yeah, that's, and that's
0: right. In the meantime, he is dashing forwards with like fleetfooted urgency or hit and run, and then using marksmen to shoot at incredible distances with his um, uh, with his troopers and getting hits in and since you're defending with a white die unless you roll a dodge usually they are gone yeah. because he has to search for plus two damage that's almost enough to to get you if he rolls max damage you are gone right off the bat even if it's a elite trooper no it's elite trooper i don't think so but a regular trooper would be gone there yeah, so um like i said he his impression is that rebel blasts isn't really a thing against them against the troop uh, the the list he runs, so but uh, of course he in the game against me he didn't attack with his snowtroopers even once he attacked with his stormtroopers i think the, he attacked like four or five times over the whole game and i attacked also five or six times so you don't actually need the stormtroopers to attack you can you can heal with them and if you if you suffer a blast you just use your snowtrooper snow group Go up to the to, to where the blast hit, and um, stand, in, stand in there and heal all of the free damage away in one activation, right? And then you're you're down to nothing.
1: I had a, a month but, ago where I played a tournament in Amsterdam where I played my current list, which also has uh, uh, snowtroopers in it, and in one activation, two of my snowtroopers healed 10 damage because it was blast damage and they could just heal yeah. a lot of stuff uh, and it it is very efficient against blast.
2: Yeah.
0: So that was the t- the other two two lists I was playing against was a rebel list with um elite troopers, I think two elite troopers, two regular wookies. So 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 not two but actually four, two groups of wookies. And Gideon... R2D2 and C3PO. I think that's it. Yeah. So I think that sh- that should be the list I played against. And no, wait, that's that wasn't that wasn't that isn't right. It was two Wookies, two Elite Saboteurs, and then the the free support guys. And the other list was um, was two Elite uh, Rebel Troopers and Elite uh, Echo Base Trooper, and Gideon and C3PO. That sounds right, yeah. And the Rebel, uh, the Drupalists, of course, they were running heavy reinforcements. So two reinforcement cards per deck and trying to draw as many cards to actually get to the reinforcement cards and make use of them. And it, uh, when I played against uh, the Drupalists especially, I saw that it's very hard if you don't have um, deployment cards with three figures on them. It's hard to actually... Defeat full, uh, all three figures of a, of an enemy deployment card, like the trooper list. And this is a problem because the last guy always, he's running away until you, he finds a reinforcement card and then there are two guys again, so.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, I mean, I, I see that it's probably the most powerful or one of the most powerful lists, but to be honest, it's, I don't know, I, I think I won't play it because it's just, it feels a little bit lame. You're just running away and then you're waiting for a reinforcement.
0: That's, that's true, yeah, but I was running away too with my HQ droid. So I'm not, in all of the games. So I'm not that mad because I'm I'm doing the same. Because I mean, what, what, I'm not what wasting does mad mean? Anymore. I'm
3: just saying I think it's not that fun to play. That's what I'm saying. Like, no,
0: it's okay. So I I really had fun in the tournament, even though I, w- I was losing all of the games. It two of the games felt very very close, and the other game I lost because I I really I didn't uh, misplay, so I'm not that mad. It, it was fun, and it was. I think that what I took away from this the most is that um, the FAQ and the new new units in Return to Half, it really helps the skirmish game. We had all of us had four different lists, all of them were roughly equal in power. And it really came down to, t- down to dice roll. So it's, it's very interesting. So I really like what happened to the skirmish game in the, lo- even over the last, like, three months. So. Okay. That's it for my tournament from yesterday, I think. Unless there's any other questions about it. Yeah. And what I wanted to, to tell me, uh, to tell you is, um, Martin also said that, um, there will be, some kind of mercenary trooper in the near future, which should be one of the next uh, villain packs. And he also said that this troop will, that this group will play around with strain, but he doesn't think this is actually any anything good now. He he said that that strain, it's a neat idea, but it certainly needs more development right now. Even after the. Um, the next mercenary uh, group is actually available so so that's it what i what he was telling me uh after the tournament so any questions about tournament or can we move on i could also talk about what i was playing campaign but i think that would bring me down too I, much
2: now
1: y- yeah i i wrote a little bit about the, my last campaign mission that ended very epically, and you can see that on our Facebook page, and go yeah. and like it and subscribe if you haven't already. But what I, I would like to mention is that I've played a couple of games on on um, And That's also true, and yeah. And first of all, I wanted to recommend our listeners, if they haven't already, we have uh, this um, Discord server where you can... Uh, you could join, uh, you could find more of it on our webpage and on our Facebook page how to join our Discord, it's a kind of a chat uh, but what's interesting amongst the many other things being talked about uh, Imperial Assault or otherwise is that there's also uh, a channel for picking up Uh, opponents for playing a vessel here and then and uh, we've actually made it into two one for the US and one for Europe because of time zone differences but but do go and sign up uh, and it's a way to find people to play against but what I would like to just say a few words about is actually not so much one of the matches I played but what happened during that match and that was that we had um, someone pop in and start flooding the chat in vessel with uh, all sorts of nonsense moving our stuff around, rolling the dice while we were busy attacking and so on. All of it, obviously, um, n- not acceptable. But what I wanted to say is, um, if you're playing Vassal and there's someone who's uh, sort of disrupting your game and you've asked them to stop and they don't, if you're new to Vassal, it's good to know that, first of all, you should watch um, the video we've uh, got coming about all the uh, sort of functions of Vassal. But um, there is an option where you can right-click on the room you're in and lock it, and that then allows you to kick someone out who's uh, currently ruining your game. And uh, that's good to know.
0: But yeah, uh, like Jeppe was saying, we actually did already a video about this. Uh, we did on, on two days ago. We had a stream on Twitch, which we also put out on YouTube yesterday. Which is all the how to to get vessel how to install Vessel? how to install the Imperial Assault plugin, how to find players, and how to use the plugin to actually play skirmish game, like how to use the dice, how to get your units and deployment cards ready, and also how to lock your room and kick players. So and we showed this off all in the video.
1: And I'd say, uh, don't let it discourage you. It's, it's really the... Uh exception to the rule that it's it's a friendly community and it's a good way to no, try things out. No, it's the first out. time I, yeah. I heard of this. Yeah. so it's.
2: Uh, but and also, if you join us on Discord, it's also voice capable, so you can talk directly to the other one playing you on Vessel and you don't have to rely on the text chat, which makes it re- really easy. Yeah, so
0: just to get the listeners up to speed, the Discord server can be reached at discord.me slash bweu and our YouTube channel, there is actually no, um, no nice, uh, URL for this. Just search boardwars.eu on YouTube and you get to your, to our YouTube channel, which has all of our online campaign plays and also like smaller videos like the vessel how to now. So if you are, and I will link it in the show notes, of course. So. So that's it for play experiences. Yep. Yeah. And if you, if you like playing Skirmish online, Join the Discord server. We have games going. I think we have a game going at least once a day right now. Yeah, That's correct. Yeah, more or less. And mo- most of the time we have even more. So right. there are more, like let's say ten to to twenty players um in the in the chat channels daily. And on weekend it's maybe a bit more. And uh, you can find games quite easily there. So hop on the Discord. This. And be nice. Concludes. And be
1: nice to each other when you're. And be
0: nice to each other, of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless you want to be struck by the banhammer.
1: <laughs> well, in Vessel.
0: <laughs> in Vessel, yeah. So um, that's it. Play experiences for this week. On to community stuff, which is, I think, the largest, um, the largest uh, topic we have today. First, a uh, bit more info about our Vessel tournament. Uh, registration closed yesterday, and we have players ready. And we will probably send out more info about the tournament tomorrow or the day after. Probably the same day the, the same day the podcast will be made public. And I had a final rules update on the uh, website, which is um, we don't play with a 55-minute time limit because this is online. It doesn't really matter because we're playing one game per week. So if you can't find a, a time slot for like 90 minutes or a bit more, once during your week, it's probably not for you. So um, this should be no issues issue, I think. Also, uh, I will list all the participants and their army lists. Of course, the nicknames of all the participants and their army lists uh, once we are done constructing the group. And for the groups themselves, we recently, just before the podcast, talked about this. And we will be doing one big group, which will be a a played in Swiss. And this group will also contain or be including uh, Jeppe, Antonia and Hendrik. Yes, uh, uh, so we have then 14 players, which means no one's getting a buy. And the only caveat is that we will have a uh, a cut either for two players or four players after five weeks. And then these players will duke it out for the actual prizes.
2: So uh so of course if the hosts, hosts play too yeah, good so that there's no problem we will play the next places and then only the winners uh from the listeners will get the prizes.
0: Yes, of course.
2: So No, I uh, want the, the prizes.
3: <laughs>
0: if the if the hosts score too much, they will of course not be uh made into the cut. So um so that's it about the tournaments. Uh if you're a player, just be patient for like one or two days. You will get infos about next week when the tournament will actually be starting. Yep. So the next item in community stuff is there is on Board Game Geeks. I think it was present also for the last episode, before we actually recorded the last episode. I just forgot about it. There's a, a, a thread uh, with a custom mission contest where you can design an Imperial Salt campaign mission, send it in, and win some prizes even I think I, uh, I think it's this, geek gold which is
3: geek gold which is a currency um, on board game geek. Um, what?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's okay. Yeah. I th- I think it's three hundred geek gold now. Three hundred
2: eighty-one point right? two five. How much is that okay. in bitcoins? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's 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 basically I think it's around fifteen or ten dollars. I don't know.
2: Okay, something so. like that.
3: But yeah, it's just a fun contest, so if you feel your creative side taking over, go there and design a scenario
0: I'm actually tempted to to submit the scenario I designed uh, before Christmas, so maybe I will do this soon.:
3: I thought that you are that you are so busy with the podcast
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the the scenario I designed is already complete. I wanted to do before I was doing other work for the podcast, I wanted to do a free a mission mini campaign for the air to the Empire novel uh, that was released last year about the three missions that are set in between certain parts of the story. And uh, I designed one and a half of the missions. So the first mission is basically basically complete. I just have to uh, I just have to recreate the map digitally and place all the, the tokens I want to place. But it's there, and the other one is um, just in a rough draft, so probably not gonna send this in. But since I don't have ten- time to develop it anymore, it's basically on hold right now. <laughs> uh, but since I have a, m- a mission, I will maybe even send it in so you can see what I had planned. It's not—I don't think it's that good, but it's fun. So, so this is the custom mission contest on Board Game Geeks. Also. Next week, from when the podcast is released, so the, the this will be the second week of March in twenty sixteen, we will play our online campaign finale. So we have played eleven missions now, and the twelfth mission will be the last one in the uh, core box campaign. After which we will have a little bit of a break until I prepared all the stuff for it and the half. But if you want to watch, I will try to make this happen that we can stream this on the weekend. So more people can watch it live. But if you miss it live, then um maybe catch it on YouTube. It will be uploaded a few days later. So yeah. if you're inter- interested in the campaign, definitely watch it. Antonia, you wanted to say something?
3: I I'm, I don't want to spoil any any surprises. I... What surprises? Yeah, we have announcement, right? I'm... But maybe we are... I don't want to I... spoil any surprises. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's for next okay. episode. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's for next episode. Yeah. Just delete this part. No, I'm not going to delete anything. That's okay. Stay the tuned. listeners, the listeners don't know anything, so it's good for now.
3: So, I okay. don't um, know that
1: Luke's father is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so and you were considering saying it, Antonio.
1: Bad, 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 bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. The next item is a vessel league. Uh, you heard it right. Um there is on um, the fantasy platforms and I think also on board game geeks a thread for a league, a continuous league for Vassal players, which can duke it out for I don't think there are any prizes. Have you read the read the, the, the thread? Are there any prizes or is I read it just that like...
2: I did see any prizes.
0: Okay, so it's just it's just play experience in skirmish, which is also nice. Uh, so if you're interested in interested in more formal uh, play experiences in uh, online skirmish, check out the, um, the Vessel League thread on the official form- forums in the Organized Play subsection, or I think there's one on what concludes, too. Yeah. And I will link it, of course, in the show notes. And
3: the deadline to register for this tournament, for the upcoming one, is March Somewhere the in March. 12th. So until yeah. then, you have to turn in all your stuff, your army, you have to um, create... Um, you have to create um, an account on challenge and so on. So, yeah, register until the March 12th.
0: You should have a little bit of time even after the podcast releases, so like a week or so. So If you're interested in the league, go on and join there. Also, we have one of the users we have on Discord also um, is now hosting a weekly thread on the FFG boards, which is a skirmish card discussion and each week he is picking uh, another one or two uh, skirmish cards which people can discuss in the thread and there should be interesting talk about rather exotic cards or more commonly used cards and what to do with them and interactions nice interactions you can have with them. So, if you're interested in more skirmish theory, definitely check out this thread or these two threads actually, because the second one was posted today, I think.
2: Yes, yes. So. And
0: that's
1: by one of our American listeners. Uh, he goes by the name Unsolid, on the Unsolid, on Fancy Flight. And this week's theme is the Nexu, the Take Initiative, and the Take Cover. Cover even.
0: Yeah. So Take Cover is the card where you get uh, plus blocks when. You defend an attack. Yeah,
1: you get out a of turn, block right? and minus some accuracy to the attacker.
0: Oh, that's the other one I was
1: thinking Yeah, take about. cover. Okay, um,
3: yeah. cost is, is a special action, and during this round, while defending, apply plus one um, shield and minus two minus uh, two accuracy to the result. Mm-hmm. It costs zero okay. and is limited to one card, and is uh, um, playable on any figure.
0: I should include this in my in my uh, HK deck because most of some of the times I I was running with them. And I was wasting some, some movement points, which I could actually have used to make them more durable against attacks. So, but that's okay. So, um, that's also done. And there's a new, um, there's a new skirmish podcast in town, which is the IA team. It's on YouTube and it's from a, from a a group of players who did regular X-Wing podcasts and uh, battle reports on YouTube. They recently cho- launched in a skirmish podcast for Imperial Sword, and you should check it out. I listened in, but it's also getting rather long, like similar to our podcasts. So I haven't had time to listen to it all, S- but
2: it's definitely worth it if you want to get more skirmish exposure. Henrik, so. you
3: listen to more, right?
2: Uh, I only could listen in about half an hour, so
3: okay,
2: yeah, two yeah. so. Similar to me, yeah. It was they were just introducing themselves, um, but uh, I think that's very, very interesting. So go ahead yeah. and listen in.
3: Yeah, the only downside okay. is that it's YouTube. I mean, it's 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 really um, nice when you. No, can't... it's
2: all, it's also available on SoundCloud and. So, oh, it is
3: okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just nice it's if you want to see the on cards, YouTube, but YouTube. You can is... see
2: her face, their faces.
3: Oh Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. always wanted to do that.
0: you sound very excited (laughs) yeah
3: Vader's Finest
0: okay (laughs) moving on (laughs) you should also definitely check out Vader's Finest podcast on um, Team Covenant where I think the last three episodes they basically did a speculation conglomerate about what's coming up or what might be coming up and what they actually want to see so this isn't probably the best content as some users complained that this is, uh, it was too much time devoted to something that might not have any relevance no. to actual skirmish. But since the, the Bantha and the Alliance Smuggler are out now and, uh, spring tournaments are slowly starting to, to ramp up. I think the next podcast they will release will be much more focused on how to actually build lists that have a chance of succeeding and how to maybe even build command decks or Use skirmish upgrade cards or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, usually they have a very large or very strong theory section of the podcast, which gives you more insight in how to play competitive skirmish. So yeah, I really want to to
3: know their current um, um, opinions on the me- me- meta because I think they were kind of wrong the last times they talked about it because they said that the empire is. Dra- I think they basically said that the empire is um, behind, more or less. Yeah. I just right now don't see that happening. I mean the trooper lists are quite good despite the Banta and the Skywalker twins. So yeah. Yeah. we we will see, I'm just saying, um I I'm I'm wondering if they um experienced something similar or if they are still standing by their opinion. Uh,
0: let's see, it should be it should be uh, in the next episode really, yeah. so hopefully. And you should. What you also should do is give them feedback on what you liked on their podcast and what you didn't like, just like you should with our podcast, so they know more about what to actually produce for the next show. So.
1: Yeah, and you guys missed some of the most important parts Their talk of craft beer. And their intro yeah, tune that is awesome. like I usually when I have to go somewhere I cut off a podcast when I need to go, but I just need to stay in my seat and hear the ending of their 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 tune because it's very catchy.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, t- the tune is the tune is very. You nice, mean the yeah. Cantina tune or which one?
1: No, they have their own, uh, uh, they've had someone. Uh, I think the uh, intro
0: and outro tune of their podcast oh, okay. is yep. very nice. Yeah. I think it's uh, the Skywalker theme, uh, a redo, right or a redo? Yeah, yeah, sort of funky. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's it about Vader's Finest. And last item in community stuff is Imperial Propaganda is back. It's If you haven't known, it's a, a website doing skirmish and also a bit of campaign theory. And the recent article is about campaign in organized play, which they talk about how how if there isn't really a skirmish scene developing in your area, you can also ask your store to do, uh, just a, a, a uh, what's it a campaign event, and even for this campaign event, give out the prices of the store kits. So, you can order store kits even if you don't do a tournament. You just give them out, like, uh, to the, to the campaign players showing up. So, this might be something to be keeping in mind if you are living where there isn't much going on in the skirmish side and you still want to play and you are Maybe even more interested in the campaign side of the game, so definitely give this this article a read, and maybe get get in touch with Imperial Propaganda and ask them about how to actually do this or um, what's the best strategy to do this. So, and of course the the article is linked in the show notes. I think that's it for community stuff. If unless any one of you has anything
3: else. No, nothing. We can go over okay. to the rules clarifications.
0: Yeah. So. Last part of the show, like always, is uh, rules clarifications, a.k.a. Paul's commandments. And there were actually quite a lot, but I will only, or we will only cover two of them this week. Uh, there is more about Verena Tellos, but I think I will include this next week, because I haven't prepared anything. So the first is R2D2 and Terminal Network. I don't know if we discussed this last episode, but there was a bit of a... Yeah, I think comp- we uh, had that some time yeah we we were questioning ourselves if if you are triggering terminal terminal network and during the same round R2D2 is defeated what actually happens and uh there was a, a reply i think from uh there wasn't a reply from uh from Paul because we didn't actually uh send it in but i actually answered to a thread on the fantasy fight official forums after we figured this out and the, how to figure it out, this out is that the Terminal Network talks about um, you gain control of all the terminals. And I looked this up in the rules reference guide and only players are able to control tiles or tokens in any mission. So since terminals are tokens in skirmish missions, only players can control them. And the player doesn't lose control of them just because one of his figures dies. So... Even though r 2 2 might get defeated during the round, terminal network is still in place and you're still getting to draw the additional cards at the end of the round. At least that's what I posted on the F- Fantasy Flight forums, and I think that's the correct stance on this. What we actually did send in as a question to Paul was Locus' study of enemies. And this is, we talked about this last week on the uh, last episode on the podcast, which is the, the skill where you, when you roll a surge at the attack, it's for free XP, when you roll a surge at the attack, you can place a token uh, within two spaces of the target, on an enemy figure, of course. And um, there was the question, can you put it also on the target you, you attacked? Or just a, 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 another enemy figure within two spaces? And if you can put it on the target does the plus one damage from the token that would actually be triggering, trigger before you place it or after you place it on the token? So does it get get factored in in the same attack or not? And Paul answered that, yes, indeed, it's, it's possible to place it on the target. But since um, the plus one damage from the, um, not focus, but uh, recon token uh, is... Um, is applied in the apply modification modifiers phase. Uh, this is already over when you spend surges because I think spend surges happens in step 5 and apply modifiers is step 4. So you would need to have a, a, a recon token on there to apply plus 1 damage in step 4. So if you're applying a, a recon token in step 5, this window already passed, so you don't get to uh, benefit from the plus 1 damage. But you still can course place it on the figure when you attack it if you have a surge ready which when we talked about last time i think is very strong so it's a very very strong card for loco and i think that's it for rules clarifications this week unless you have to say anything else
3: um no nothing interesting i think
0: so that it's time for us to have some random banter, I think. So we.
3: No, it, it's the, good if the we first th- keep it short. Yeah. You yeah.
0: okay. stayed under under 90 minutes. That's the first time I think since probably 15 episodes. Or so. <laughs> okay, but let's not um, uh, waste uh, precious time for you guys. So that was episode 23. Uh, be sure to check out the next episode, which will be probably the best episode we will have today. And we have uh, an announcement to na- make next episode which Antonia kind of spoiled but I since no one knows what's anything. going on <laughs> since no one knows what's going on it's actually fine. <laughs> so it will also be happening in about 2 weeks. And with that said, uh any last words from you guys? Yep.
3: No,
1: not really.
0: So you will be playing campaign again tomorrow just
1: like me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you do you like the campaign actually? Very much so.
0: It, I think it's much better than Twin Shadows. Even though Twin Shadows Twin was already an improvement, right?
1: Yeah, we've had some really interesting moments already in our first five missions. Uh, now I just hope we can finish before two of our players uh, flee out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> when are they? When are they leaving? Uh, it's sometime in a month or two. I, it's it's not known
0: yet. Ooh, so you have. <laughs> so you have to really step on the gas, right? Especially a
1: bit tricky because I'm away for a few weeks around Easter. I'm back in Denmark for a, uh, oh, a gaming role-playing and game convention.
3: But it's all the calamari oh, okay. guy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a calamari guy also, yes. He's uh, he's uh, also not Dutch, but he's uh, not going anywhere. I hope.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you okay. have to record the sound files so we can use it.
1: <laughs> I'll try. I'll try tomorrow. <laughs> See if I can record it on my phone. Yeah. Also,
0: I think you, you you probably find new guys to play the campaign against. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be it's, playing. It. It's in it's in high demand,
0: I think. It's a lovely
1: game. It's a lovely
3: yeah. game. Yeah, just the commitment that okay. many of my friends um like. I mean, I can understand that they don't want to commit to uh, playing something like um, at a regular time interval. And they rather want to play a game and get it done with.
0: They are filthy casuals. That's what. Yeah. That, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, my opinion.
3: See that the <laughs> people today they can't commit to anything.
2: Yeah, <sighs> well, they yeah. can. Just look at how many online playing uh, games are played. So it would be the problem to play some hours of Imperial Assault. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Antonia
0: and Henrik, what what's your plans for the next two weeks? Anything special coming
2: up?
3: Sadly, not really. Henrik, I think refuses to play against me now because I beat him in Skirmish, the one no, I, the game.
2: I. Ch- so, I will okay. exchange the white die, and then we'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, I like so, dodged all the time, like you know. Yes, yeah, I, I to, think you cheated. <laughs> it to fill like, the listeners. Like uh, seven out of ten rolls, uh, dodging the complete <laughs> attack.
0: <laughs> so well, what actually happened is Hendrik was preparing an Excel spreadsheet or an, an a Google spreadsheet about uh, which deployment cards currently have the most uh, value of hit points and attack power combined for the points. So he was per point right for, per point per deployment point of course. So he was doing a, a spreadsheet and the, he was filtering out which deployment points or which deployment cards are like most valuable right now. He was slapping them all in a group. And then playing Antonio, and I think Antonio beat him now, and it's yeah. just because of the the X Men yeah, of the White that's Guy. luck!
2: So um, you can't really <laughs> I'm well, not but... sure
3: because I had Leia, and she used military efficiency <laughs> twice to get Son out, uh, Son of Skywalker out of the discard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's 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 pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> also, I think Hendrik is a bit salty now.
1: <laughs> Antonia, we played skirmish like a month or so ago, where you played uh, Rebel Blast, and you had so many Xs then as well.
3: Yeah. I know, it's just, It's just. you know, my yeah, my saboteurs, through. they are very agile. Ag- agile.
0: Right, yeah. So you need to play in actual tournaments, in like very large tournaments, so you actually get to win big prizes, because it seems you have a l- very lucky hand with the white yeah. die. Yeah.
1: I also played against Hendrik's uh, new uh, special recipe uh, earlier this week.
3: <laughs> yeah. <it's
2: laughs> and did you, did you win or lose? I, I believe I won.
3: Actually, I think um, actually
2: some errors on my part and a very lucky uh, initiative order for him. So
3: uh, that's what they all say. I, yes, I,
2: I, I, I but yeah, it's I, it's
1: true. I did the exact opposite of my usual list. I bought brought one with with very few figures and very little health, and now uh, yeah. it still
0: worked out.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know. well. Of course, if you want to 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 follow this stuff live. Uh, most of the, 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 the banter also happens in the Discord chat, so join us up on Discord, where all of this is happening in real time. Yep.
3: <laughs> so there's no news and... besides be- Henrik becoming a Trekkie, right? He he <laughs> yeah, left <that's>... us.
0: You <laughs> see, he already... Henrik, are you going now watching uh, The Next Generation again? No, just you did for some
2: minutes.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I I just wait for the Spanish Inquisition to get you for watching Star Trek by lying on our precious X-wing pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's it's sacrilege. It's sacrilege. <laughs> you should be you should be put on trial for yeah. that, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Enough um, random banter. I think I, I think that's <laughs> it for for us for for this episode. Um, Herrick unfortunately couldn't make it or. Isn't at home right now? Whatever. But we will try to get a hold of him for the next episode, which will be our one year anniversary episode. Join us next time. Until then, bye bye, guys. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.